Hey, Brad. Yeah. How'd your cardiologist trip go? Man, it's just, it's, it's really stressful right now. That's right. You must work out five hours a day for the next three months. What? What? Who? What? Let's get into it. Happy Monday, everybody. Super Swole Bros are back. We have another special guest today. This is Christopher, all the way from Texas. Uh, how's it going, Chris? Hey, hey, Super Swole Bros. Glad to be here. <laughs> nice to have uh, you, buddy. <laughs> so, so for anyone who doesn't know, so Christopher and I, we used to play in a band together called the Bloody Mushrooms. Um, mm-hmm. That was how long was the like? Because I joined after the Bloody Mushrooms already formed. That's true. You, we had been playing in a band for, if my calculations are right, about 10 months, and then you, uh, you joined soon after that. And then yeah. we played together from 2006 through 2012. Yeah. Close my window real quick. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Isaac. Yeah, th- those are, um, you know, I, I still miss that, and I, I'm really happy that you guys are still making music because, like, I listen to the new music that's coming out from you from Color Noise is the new band name. It's uh, Christopher um, DeVoe who made the theme song for Super Swole Bros. Um, and uh, you guys have a bass player and a drummer. Um, yeah. And you guys, it's like an alternative rock, almost experimental vibe to it. Yeah, I always tell people, like, you know, Weezer music, if Weezer was a little more brave. <laughs> That's a good, really? good explanation. For so what we'll be doing in this episode, <laughs> at about the halfway point, um, I'll throw in one of the songs. Sure. That way people can listen to it and have a good time, and then we can get back into it. But uh, so we want to talk a lot about um, the the quarantine and fitness with the quarantine. So... Isaac, uh, you know, we've we've talked about what we do, but I as a refresher, what's your typical routine, Isaac, for for what we uh, what you're doing right now in the quarantine? Uh, day by day, it usually goes by doing a lot of calisthenics, mainly planks for like extended periods and then jogging. That's about it. Yeah. And then for me, it's like I will work out with weights. I haven't done a lot of cardio. Um and then today I actually had a doctor's appointment. We'll talk a little more about that uh, a little later on. Um, but, you know, it's been a lot harder because I'm not used to being work, working out at home. It's just really weird to me. We've talked about that. And then for, for Chris, you're, you're down in Texas and you guys opened up way before us. Like uh, our, gym, our gym just opened up two days ago. <laughs> yeah, we've been open for... About a month, not everything and certainly not at full capacity, but I know it's a lot more open than California is. And I don't agree with that. It's not a good idea. So I've been still quarantining. Yeah, but let's go ahead. What did what was your typical routine before the quarantine? Before the quarantine, uh, I would go to a Planet Fitness, you know, nothing special. And I would start off doing cardio. I like the elliptical because it's lower impact on my joints. I got to like you know, kind of crappy knees and ankles. And so I do the elliptical for 25 minutes, give or take, sometimes more, sometimes less. And then I would just do um, a variety of machines at the gym and all kinds of stuff. I would 
kind of do a full body workout, but not for very long. I'd say probably 20, 30 minutes on just different machines. And, you know, if I work out one area one day, switch to another area the next time. And I was going about three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday were my usual days. And that and that's a solid routine right there. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's close to how I got started, except reverse. I did machine and then cardio. Yeah, yeah it's, it's certainly not anything that was gonna get make me super big or anything. But that's not really what I was going for. I just wanted to be active and you know maintain and a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, and staying healthy. Like a lot of people take for granted the idea of going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like most people, they just focus on either you know the food intake the cardio or weights it's and it really is a balance of everything but i know so many people who will just diet and do nothing else and then get upset about not losing weight or not maintaining weight or you know whatever their goal is and it's it's really weird because it's like you know you need to do multiple things for the you know your goal to be met oh yeah for sure um, and, uh, I, you know, and this is funny to me because I remember back in high school, back playing with the bands, the only workout I ever got was jumping around on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about the same for me. Um, uh, definitely true. I was going through all the old stuff from the bloody mushrooms days and I found blog entries about our shows and I would write several times that I felt very sick after performing and it's because I never did any kind of exercise until I would headbang and bounce around crazy on stage like you. And then I I felt very sick afterwards. Yeah. And I always found it funny that like, you know, you had me and you who would jump around constantly. Yeah. DeVoe was like a tree half the time, but he would, he would headbang to no end. And that, he had, he had the helicopter hair, man. It was great. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) But, you know, and and it is really weird, like, when you think about it, because, you know, we come from, like, the idea of that was our exercise. And now it's like, as we get older, it's like, shit, we need to do more. Yeah. (laughs) Can't just sit around and do nothing. And so, like, again, now we're in the quarantine and it's become a lot harder for a lot of people um, to maintain like some sort of active lifestyle. Like Isaac, I know you have your dogs. You take them on runs and walks and, and that's excellent. But like, not everyone has that. And it's hard to stay motivated sometimes. It, it really is. I admit it's like a challenge to tap, to do the jog and the calisthenics every day and be consistent about it. Cause there's like no incentive for me to do that. At least at the gym, you're in that mindset when you're at home. I don't want to do that. I want to chill. Yeah. And like, we have so many things going on. Like I started painting again, you know, we got video games, we've got all this other stuff. And so for, but for you, even though the gyms are open, Chris, you decided you're continuing your own self quarantine essentially. Yeah. Under the advice of my neurologist, well, also my own decision, but I saw him uh, this last week and he told me under no circumstance do you break your quarantine. You stay isolated because you're high risk. And so that's what I've been doing. And yeah. And is it like a smart choice at that point? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like a smart choice. Oh, yeah. And especially when your doctor says something like, I mean, you already had made you up your mind that you're self quarantined. Yeah. When your doctor says something, it's like, damn it. All right. I mean, when, my, just... when my doctor who worked for the CDC in the 1970s, specifically studying epidemics, 
tells you not to go in public, yeah, you take that advice. You record everything that man says and you treasure that. That's <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's insane. Yeah, actually, so today I had my doctor's appointment and my doctor wants me uh, to work out every day pretty much. He wants me to do a minimum of one to two hour workouts, kind of like what I was normally doing mm-hmm. uh, because they want to see if anything else is going to happen with my heart. So he wants me to get back into the the swing of my workout to see if maybe it'll help it or make it worse. Because it depending sounds like on, he's stress testing your heart. Like, he, <laughs> let's see if he can still go. He, he wants me to stress test without doing the stress test is what's happening. That's um, what it sounds like. Um, and then, so if something happens, like if I'm going in and working out and like four days in, my chest starts hurting while I'm working out consistently, then I'm going to have to call him. And then, the, yeah, then more tests are going to need to be done, which is... Really annoying. Um, or you'll never call him again and he won't have to deal with you anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's my hope right now. To be uh, because really, when you talk about any sort of health problem, like we all get sick, you know, stuff like that. But when you're talking about something where it's like an actual health issue, something a that debilitating can, health issue. Yeah, something that can affect so much, it's kind of terrifying, especially the idea of going back into a workout situation. Um, for me, it's the heart. I mean, uh, supposedly there's nothing wrong with my heart, which I'm hoping that it stays that way, but it's still nerve wracking. Cause it's like, you know, you, I get the random chest pain, the random tightness, the random flutters. And it's like, sometimes that'll happen. And I'm like, fuck, am I dying? <laughs> like, What's going on? Wow. Um, but you know, again, you were saying your neurologist is like, no. You you stay in self quarantine. Yeah, pretty much. Um, now we we've we've discussed this uh, a few times, like amongst ourselves, uh, about your medical history, because um, it really does affect, like I said, everything you do in your life. Not just the gym, not just that, but it affects work. It affects you know relationships, stuff like that. So um, if you want to talk about it, I'd love we'd love to talk about a little about that. Yeah, uh, I was seeing my neurologist because I am diagnosed with relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis, MS for short. And it's a condition that affects my nervous system. In short, my immune system is eating away at the coating of my nerves in my body, uh, particularly in the brain stem is where it's the worst for me. So there's little cracks in there and, you know, like when you have a cable that's kind of shitty and it's, you know, a little torn up, like if you hold it just right, it'll work. And then sometimes if it bends in that crappy position, that ca- it starts shorting out a little bit. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the gist of it. So something that would kind of look like this. I- exactly that. That's, that's my brainstem right there. Ooh, that's a ratty cable. <laughs> it still works though. We got some visuals over here. Exactly. And it still works, but you got to be careful. You got to treat it right. And so that was in 2011 when I got diagnosed uh, coming up in August will be, I guess, nine years having been diagnosed. And um, after that, it really uh, it affected me very strongly at the time because I was having just the worst symptoms I'd ever dealt with, which was numbness in my hands and arms, my feet, my legs, um, trouble being balanced, you know, having balance issues, things like that. 
And it took a long time to really recover to a point where I felt normal again over many, many months. And, you know, you start getting your MS treatments, which are specialty medicines um, and changing things with diet and exercises when I really started to pay more attention to that and trying to get active because in what the doctors told me and in my personal research, it just seemed like, you know, if you eat like crap and you sit on your butt all day, you're going to end up feeling worse and worse. And so I really sat there after they diagnosed me in, in the hotel, not the hotel, the hospital room and really thinking like, all right, I'm going to have to turn this around because I don't want to, I don't want to end up in a wheelchair before I'm 30 years old or anything like that. And so I had this complete change of lifestyle. Um, you know, I used to eat lots and lots of fast food, junk food, stuff like that. And I will still indulge these days, but certainly I'm eating uh, cleaner meals. I try to eat more vegetarian when I can. Not always because I like meat, but things like that. Eliminating a lot of red meat from my diet. Um, eliminating caffeine from my diet, which oh, is miserable. I and Ooh. I... I hate it still. I hate that I can't have caffeine still. And it's been almost nine years. But that's, you know, one thing that made me always feel worse was drinking caffeine when I was dealing with MS symptoms. Well, yeah. And also, like, back back in the day when we were uh, playing together and you were first diagnosed, before you were diagnosed, I remember there were several times where you would, like, come into practice, be fine. You know, we'd practice, have a soda afterwards, whatever. And, like... Later in the day, I'd hear that you were like sick or, or like you weren't yeah. feeling right. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it was it it never really like it dawned on me until after you were diagnosed. But it was kind of like a correlation between like you were drinking caffeine and um, all that, uh, which is it, it's it's crazy when when you think about it, because like you are essentially forced to eat the way most bodybuilders want to eat. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> no much. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, in addition to the diet, I also started getting more active. I got really into cycling after that because it was easier on the joints and everything. And I was uh, going out on, like, biking trails, stuff like that. But how many years ago now? I think a little more than two years ago I started going to the gym because I was finally brave enough to go I was too scared to go at first and then once I started going to the gym that was it I was like I don't want to go all over the the woods anymore it's too hot in Houston for me to be doing that because heat oh, yeah. can also affect your MS really really badly that's like you just need to move out of Houston is what you're telling me that's what my doctor tells me he's like why you stay here and I was like well all my family's here and I have a good paying job and he's like okay well like you should still move <laughs> <laughs> you can always go back and visit I mean I want to move one of these days I think maybe it'll happen we'll see yeah um and so with with the MS is there are there any like exercises you shouldn't be doing um, I don't know for sure necessarily if there's something I shouldn't be doing. My body tells me things I shouldn't be doing and it's usually something that's too much weight. But in general, the main thing is keeping cool. You know, obviously you're going to get hot exercising and, um, fortunately I, I can tolerate the heat pretty well, but if I do start to get too hot, like if I'm jogging outside and it's 
four o'clock in June in Houston, I, I would probably faint. It would not be very good for me to be exposed yeah. to that kind of heat. But uh, yeah, no, aside from that, there's not really a whole lot that I can't do as long as my body's comfortable doing it. Like I don't do deadlifts or anything like that, but uh, I'm not trying to do bodybuilder stuff anyway. It just doesn't feel comfortable for me. That's yeah, you're, you're more of the just fitness is more of a way to just stay healthy. It's not yeah. really. No, yeah. no. That's that that and that totally makes sense. And again, for like most people, that's kind of how it starts off. Like for me, when I first started working out, it was just I needed something to like stay healthy. Yeah. Especially like when I moved here and I knew nobody. I couldn't really like go out and hang out with people like very often. It was like, all right, I'm gonna go to the gym and you know, get started that way. And um for me, I agree with you. I'm not really much of a bodybuilder, but I do I just always want to be stronger. I don't want to be bigger though. Like, I don't want to be, like, walking through doors sideways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I just I just want to be stronger. Um, that's how it starts, Brad. That's how yeah, it that's how it starts. But I always uh, – one of the things, like, when you first told me you were going to the gym, um, it was about a year ago when you told me you, you started going to the gym because I was posting more about the gym on yeah. and stuff. Um, I was a little concerned about it uh, for you just because I, I remember some of the th- – symptoms that ms like what would happen and i was more worried about like you going alone and not having a spotter and something goes wrong you know what i mean yeah that's true so do you try to like go at like more when there's going to be more people there or do you try to like go with people or anything like that or is it just you go when you can i go when i can um usually the times that I would go during the school year when I'm working uh, around three o'clock and there's plenty of people there. Sometimes people I worked with would be at the same gym. Yeah. Uh, and during the summer I would be going in the morning and there's also always somebody there. I was never going at times where it was a ghost town or anything, but um, I never did any weight that was so heavy that I felt like I would need a spotter. Like even on a bench press, I was never doing more than, 50 pounds plus the bar or anything yeah. like that. So it's pretty low weight and I would just do a lot of reps because that's what my doctor recommended to me. He's like, don't go crazy with the weight. You know, you're not Superman. Just do lower weights, lots of reps. And that'll be better for somebody like you with your condition. So, okay, doc, that's what you say. That's what I'll do. Yeah. And it seems to work pretty well for me. Okay. Okay. So what about, um, so we're going to kind of like do do a few parallels between your workouts and our yeah. workout. Go for it. So uh, on average, when Isaac and I are at the gym, um, so Isaac, whenever you go without me, how long are your workouts? Um, without me. Without you? Like the workout or the cardio part? Or the uh, just the workout part. Just the workout, I would say about 45 to an hour. <sighs> and then the cardio goes to be Maybe like half an hour. Yeah, so like a, so like an hour fifteen to an hour and a half. Me, it's well, I mean, like, like that's that's light compared to what he makes me do. Oh uh-huh. yeah. So we'll go to the gym together, and the weights alone will be like an hour and a half. Yes. No, and, I can't do that. Uh-uh. Oh, they hurt. They hurt. So what is it, your? I'm assuming yours is usually like a thirty to forty five minute workout, like total, or does it go a little bit more? It's usually, I'd say, 45 to an hour total with cardio and workout and everything. Yeah. I'm never there for more than an hour, 15. 15 for the massage afterwards. That doesn't (laughs) count. 
Yeah, we don't get massages. <laughs> yeah, our gym is so small, man. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, like you said, you do the elliptical, which it makes sense because you said you know your joints and all that, all that jazz. Yeah, I hate the elliptical with a passion. A lot of fitness people tell me that, and I don't understand it. You're not the I, first to tell me that. I, I feel I don't know. For some reason, every time I've been on an elliptical, like yeah, I'll sweat a bit, but I feel like I'm doing so much less work than when I'm actually like on a treadmill or like the rowing machine or like a stationary bike. I just feel like the elliptical is is not as much as the well, rest of It's because it's lighter on you. There's not I would agree with that. No, you. you definitely if I go on the treadmill, because I'll do that once in a blue moon, it will it's harder. It's a more difficult workout. Yeah. So real quick, I have to know, does DeVoe go to the gym with you? Um, no, we've never been to the gym together. Does DeVoe even go to the gym? He does go to the gym. He, he does? Goes, okay. He goes by the, the Planet Fitness by his house. Okay, okay. I, I was wondering about that because, like, you've talked to me about fitness several times. I've never had DeVoe talk to me about fitness. So He, he doesn't really talk about it a lot. Um, he goes when he starts to slip with his diet. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. He, he got a little heavy, you know, uh, a couple years back, and then he realized it and took the necessary precautions. And his focus is more dieting, but he is going to the gym to help speed it along. And he, it works great. I don't know what he's doing, what his program is like, but he dropped, I think, like 30 pounds in uh, maybe like half a year or something. It was very quick how, how fast he lost that weight. See, now, I'm no doctor, so I can't say if that's the scary uh, amount of weight to lose in that time frame or like the right amount like because it was of, the right amount because he's yeah. not like skinny or anything and he's oh, not yeah, super yeah. muscular but he's looking healthier than ever like he's like at his high school weight right now okay rocking yeah 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 because you know a lot of people they'll be like oh yeah i lost 20 pounds in in like three weeks and i'm like jesus christ what is that's, wrong with you yeah <laughs> wait three weeks that's that's terrifying i i had somebody literally tell me uh, at CSUMB, at our college we went to, um, I was at the gym and and I was talking to somebody about weights or the workout program, I can't remember. And this guy walked by and heard the conversation. He was like, oh, yeah, well, the program I did, I lost uh, 20 pounds in three weeks or whatever he said. And I'm like looking at him, I'm like, that's not healthy, dude. Like, that's nothing that's, to be proud of. You should go to a yeah, doctor. Like, that's dangerous. But – I, I just I, I find it so funny that again all of us in high school like we didn't give a shit about fitness now all of us are going to a gym. Uh, we got old. <laughs> yeah, we got old. We got old, man. Uh, and w- with all right, so with the band, yeah. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the band. So we're gonna play a, a song in a little in, in just a minute. I just kind of want to talk about the new band you're in. Sure. So band's called Color Noise. Color spelled the proper way, the British way. Um, probably and, subjective, Brett. <laughs> and we were like, it was kind of a continuation originally of the bloody mushrooms that kind of evolved into its own thing. Yeah. You know, we still wanted to play the three of us who were still in Houston after you'd gone to California. Um, but we knew we didn't necessarily want to bring in another bass player because we had just got so tight knit over those many years. Yeah, yeah. So we decided that DeVoe is going to start playing an eight string guitar so he could have a little more bass in his tone. And then I would incorporate some keyboard stuff. So that way we just have a varied sound. And I think we were already using keyboards. Yeah, we were in Bloody yeah, Mushrooms we, days. There were a few songs because 
mm-hmm. you were first diagnosed with MS, you were That's starting right. on the guitar, and then yeah. you switched it to the keyboard and the uh, what's the thing called? The the diddly bow is probably the what diddly you're bow. To. Yeah, the diddly bow. I love that thing so much. I think so damn. Cool. It lives. Well, there's a new one, but yeah, we have one still. The legacy oh. lives. Do you, do you still use it? Uh, when we were playing Bland, when we got started again with Color Noise, yeah, we, we were using it, but not lately. It's okay. not in the set. Yeah, so after uh, you'd left, we kind of started a continuation with Color Noise, just changed the name of the band because we didn't feel like it was Bloody Mushrooms without Brad anymore. And then it just sort of turned into its own thing. We got a little more prog rock yeah. at first. Um, and then after a while, Harlan needed to take a break from the band for a couple years. He, he went away. And then I think it was 2017 now, maybe 18. No, 17. We got started up again. He wanted to come back. So we just kind of picked it back up. Uh, and at that point is when we decided, like, I don't know about this eight string keys business. Let's kind of go back to more a traditional band. So Devo's on six strings. Um, I will occasionally play the keys when necessary. And now we have our friend Michael Guest from high school yep, on the bass because he was learning how to play bass at the time. And so, yeah, we'll bring him in and he fit in perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And so, and the new sound, like, even when you guys first started with just the three of you, I remember hearing the, the new songs that, that were coming out, and I loved it. And then, like, yeah. even now, when the, the EP you sent me, Yes. I was jamming out to that for like a week straight. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's on Spotify? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's great. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and we'll, we'll throw a link in the description to this uh, for the Spotify for like the album or like the band uh, overview on Spotify. That way, anyone who's listening, if you guys want some new music to listen to, we got you, we got you covered. Um, and also, we're going to play uh, a little bit of a little bit of a song for you or we're just going to throw insert it in just a minute um what song is it that you want to be you know people to hear on here oh geez i would think you should probably put either you won't or just like that two very different songs tonally just like that is a very pretty rock song gentle you won't is an angrier one that devoe wrote in with the mind of set mindset of this would be the theme for a wrestling pay-per-view. So, you know, it's very, okay. you very know, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to go. You won't on this. Go. You won't. That's the we're, better we're one. Go, you won't. So, so here is the song by color noise. You won't.
all right, everyone. We're back. <laughs> before we get back to it, you know how you you were saying how there's no pictures of me before I started working out. You can never find them. <laughs> I found one that I'm sad it took me so long to think of. Okay. Okay. The driver's license. The driver's license photo. I mean, yeah, and that is yeah. that is you can see a difference in that. For sure. I mean, obviously, let's face it, driver's license photos are never flattering though. So <laughs> Yeah. But no, you can. can you can definitely tell the difference with that. See, when my sister it. came back in town for her family visit or whatever, she mentioned that because she looked at me in the face and mentioned that to like, oh hey. I'm like, what do you mean? Because I haven't seen it. I didn't see it in my own head. Yeah. Then that's something that we've talked about that. That's something that happens with fitness. You don't really see the changes happening. Everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Like I've shown this idea to people multiple times, but I didn't realize how much different I looked from it until I actually looked at it directly. You know, just hope you don't get pulled over and where the cops like, that's not you. <laughs> that's when you, that's Look, where you want to work. First of all, that's flattering, but it actually was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, let's move on to, to video games. So the one console that all of us have is the 3DS. I love my 3DS. I still got it. I, I do, too. It's actually right over there. Next we all have them. We have them. I, I can grab them. Reach. Within, within reach. reach. <laughs> and not planned. They just happen to be within reach. We all have them. There they are. We've got them. Um, <laughs> So what? Uh, I I don't know the last time any of y'all played the DS. If you could think of it, a few months ago. And the only reason I say that is it feels like this DS was so much more useful when I was in college. It was because yeah, like, for sure, everybody had them. Is why you could actually connect and like, I met friends that way that were just playing DS and then we connected and then we're like, hey, what's up? And then we just hang out. Yeah. Um, but like there were so you have to agree with the DS. I mean, it's kind of at the end of its life now, especially with the switch, all that stuff. Yeah. There were so many good games on DS. Like I, I feel like the DS had more good games than like a lot of other consoles that were, you know, out at the time, not just handhelds, but like consoles. Yeah. Um, what was, what was your favorite? We're going to go through three different games, right? what your favorite game overall was, what your favorite remastered game was, because they did several for the 3DS and the DS, and what your favorite competitive game was, because there were a lot of those. If you have a favorite, you know, if one of those, you can't think of one, it's fine, but but we'll go through it. So Isaac, what, what are your three on that? Okay, so the categories were favorite to play, favorite... Favorite, com- favorite game overall. Favorite overall. Favorite remake or um, remaster, and favorite like competitive one where you like competed with people in some way okay. or another. I would say my favorite game overall would be any of the Pokemon ones because that was I mean, primarily yeah. the reason I got this. Yeah, just same actually. It's the only reason I got it. I mean, I I still have it. It's still the special edition from X and Y. Oh yeah. Uh, it's all blurry. Hey. Yeah. Focus. Yeah, it's good enough. Uh, that's what happens with these. Yeah, so my things. favorite one was Pokemon. My of favorite uh, remastered, um, I would say, was either. Wait, no, I can't do that. I gotta go with uh, Pokemon Red. 
Uh, wait, did they do a remaster of Pokemon Red? Not, not a remaster, but they ported it. Yeah. Okay, then yeah. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll give that because the the OG Pokemon games on the 3DS, yeah, I have them too. I I have blue and yellow, and they are both. Yeah, I love they're both just of them. they're just timeless. They're just beautiful, yeah. You timeless. can't you can't beat it really. And but go for, ahead for for, comp, for competition. I'd say my favorite one was Super Smash Brothers because it's just it's murder with fun. There's no there's no <laughs> blood. There's just fall off to explode and die. That's fair. What what about you, Chris? What what's your three? Uh, my favorite was Pokemon White, which was the one that I bought along with the 3DS when I first got it. Okay. And I just thought it was really cool because, like, I think that's the one that has all new Pokemon. They didn't have anything old, and it was just like a whole new set, and that was really cool. And I didn't ever really play remastered games on the 3ds i focused a lot on pokemon and the mario series all the different versions of mario that they had i liked a lot so i mean you could argue that something like um super mario land 3d land or super mario brothers 2 is almost kind of sort of like a remaster it is new but like the gameplay itself yeah. and the mechanics are old they just it, kinda, it built upon it exactly that's and fair then for competitiveness, um, the Mario Kart. I've been a big Mario Kart fan, so I like those a lot. All right, so I am for my list. I am agreeing with the Mario Kart. As much as I loved Super Smash Bros., it seemed like when people actually cared about it being on a DS, like the DS was already on its way out. Mm. Whereas Mario Kart was like kind of consistent with the DS because was it Mario Kart like they had it for Game Boy, they had it for they always, have it. They, they always, always have, have it. Whereas like Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. like it didn't quite work on a DS. And then like the 3DS, they got it to work at the end. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so like for my competitive one, I'm going Mario Kart. I loved Mario Kart. Um favorite overall though, uh game uh was um you know, I have I have all my games right here. I should try to see if I can remember what the hell it was called. Um yeah, are you sure it was a favorite? If you can. yeah, it was. It was well. I'm trying to because it was a. It's it, this one also falls into the remake remaster. Um, it was a link between worlds, Zelda. Oh, oh I yeah, like that one because it was kind of like a remake. It was essentially a, a reskinning and remaster of um, uh, a Link in Time or yeah. See, it's it was it's just like it's a remaster. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the original one is a Game Boy game. Oh, well, then that one. That's my answer because that's the yeah. one I have. Yeah. Um. But also the other one that I really loved was Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's such a it's such classic. a classic. Like you can't you can't screw up with Ocarina of Time. You can't go wrong with it. I mean. Uh, the only thing that sucks is I started playing it on like the hardest setting, and I still have not beat it on the hardest setting. You should get on that. Yeah, I think you yeah, got I time. Should, that should be a new challenge for me, Brad. Beating Ocarina of Time finally. Um, but like I, I remember when the DS first came out, and it was like such a big deal. And then like maybe a month later, no one gave a damn anymore because they were like it, it was kind of like clunky or like it was weird the original not the 3ds but the original oh i was gonna say people were like 
raving about that for months for a while. Yeah, well, the, then the, the like, I'm talking more of like people I knew. Uh, I don't okay. really like, like they would get it, and then I remember, like two people I knew got it, and then like a month later they traded it in to get a PSP. Because the was a PSP. Yeah, I had them both, and I loved them both, but I, I wouldn't trade in one for the other. Yeah, that's fair. And then when the 3DS came out, it was just such a different thing. Like, wait, you mean I don't need to wear glasses and I can have it in 3D? Like, that's that's insane. Right. Um, and was when you first got your first 3DS, uh, Chris, it was uh, like... It was right after you got diagnosed. I remember that. It was like the first thing you bought. Yeah, it was. I, I bought myself a present to feel less sad, and it worked. <laughs> it you worked. chose a good one. You chose a good one. And, and I remember, like, we would practice. <laughs> I, I still remember this. We'd practice, and like something would happen, and like Devoe Har- or Harlan, like somebody would be trying to figure out like this one part of the song, and you'd like kind of open the DS for a minute and be like, "All right, we're taking a break then." <laughs> play it i remember i I still do that but with the switch now as i'll bring it sometimes (laughs) i'm assuming you have pokemon for the switch oh yeah i got uh both let's go and shield uh which let's go do you have pikachu ah see i got let's go eevee because eevee Mm -hmm. is the best (laughs) okay brad Yeah, let's see you beat the game first. Then you can talk. Yeah, right, all right. Yeah, let's see me beat the game. That, like, never happens. I never beat games anymore. I just kind of am like, yeah, whatever. Who beats games? He does. <laughs> well, good for you. I don't have the patience. I, I've beat a few games as an adult, a couple that I've, like, actually seen all the way through. Uh, you know what? I, I, I do kind of take that back. There are a few games that I've beaten, quote-unquote, Um but it's mostly just like I'm playing it like casually. And then like one day I'm like, wait, there's no more story left. Like, what do you mean? There's no, no more. I'm done. Oops. Like I think Inquisitor Martyr took me like a year to beat it. Cause it's a, technically it's a short story. You should be able to finish it in like three or four hours. Like the story mode of it. I, I've been I, ignoring I the story. and just yeah. been doing missions. But I, I, I but Next month, your challenge is back on Isaac, and oh, right. I have to do my Pokemon challenge that we were talking about that never happened because we couldn't meet up to like do anything about it. So, yeah, yeah. so we are. Uh, I know this is a little bit crazy for us, but like, so since the gym is open and all that stuff, we decided for us at least it's okay to meet because we only meet once a week for this stuff, yeah. Um, for you, for you, on the other hand, you you may be in self quarantine for a while because I keep, which is a perfect reason why you need to have a switch and you need to have a third DS. <laughs> does uh does your wife uh game with you too? Not usually, no. Sometimes she likes to play Mario Kart. Okay, That's about it. Uh, she does have her own three DS, and she'll do that. That's how we have some of like this Zelda game. That's hers. She brought in. Okay. What a, oh, and what a, uh, Mario Odyssey. We'll do the co-op. Okay, I have heard Odyssey. so many good things about Odyssey, and I have not played it yet. It's pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, another 3D Mario platformer. Can't go wrong. Yeah. But I, the the a lot hat of people, mechanic is cool. 
like it. See, that's that's what everyone's telling me. Everyone's like, you know, yeah, you can play a Mario game and you love it, but like, have you seen this new mechanic? It's supposed to be crazy. And I'm like, what do you mean he throws a hat and turns into a dinosaur? Like, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, that's the best. He one. throws a hat and he turns into a dinosaur. <laughs> I, I do. I need to like check it out and actually play a little bit. Do you have any other gaming systems that you guys play on, or is it just your Nintendo family? Uh, I've always been a PlayStation guy. Didn't you, you had a PS2 for a while, didn't you? Yeah, was PlayStation that? 2, PlayStation. I've had every one. I've had every single one. Okay, so are you looking forward to the PS5? I mean, a little. I don't really play a lot of games on the PS4 anymore. And that's what I started to notice when they put up the news for the PS5. I was like, yeah, it's so cool. But when's the last time I played a game on the PS4? Yeah. When did, when did Spider-Man come out? Because that's that's the one. That's, that's that, what I do. That a year? Well, I mean, they're making Spider-Man Miles Morales. Dude, I know. I want to play it so bad. That's like the big reason why I want the PS5. Is I want that Miles so Morales cool. game. I'm like... <laughs> Do I? You know, I could probably save for a PS5. But I'm like, no. Or could I? No. Or could I? Yeah, you for me, it's like, struggle. for me, again, and we, Isaac and I have had this discussion. I want to upgrade my Xbox. And part of the reason that to. I am going to be upgrading the Xbox is, um, you know, I have the games. So because of the games... I'm not going to go and get rid of my whole system, my all my games, because all the Xbox One games are going to be compatible on the S, mm-hmm. uh, the S, whatever, uh, Series X, whatever it's called. I can't you're, like you're, they you're just right. They just add letters now. Like, uh, all right. Uh, this is the Xbox One S. This is the one X. So oh, this is the Series X. Oh. It's fancier. Uh, um, but I do uh, like again, I would if I had the money for both, I'd buy both. But also for me, I almost never use the Xbox to begin with, so why would I? feel I, that. Um, but again, the only reason I'm going to do it is uh, my Xbox is now like five years old. It's going to die. It's going to die. It's time to, time to change it out. Uh, are there... I, I don't really know like much about like video games um, for, for the PlayStation, but like I hear a lot about them. And I'm curious to see what um, collection, not collections, but like what series continue into the new console for the PlayStation Um, and like what kind of die at PS4. Because it seems like there's a lot that started on PS3, got really strong on PS4. Are they going to continue on like or is something going to happen in in the in between there? I can't imagine God of War not hoarding over PS5. God God of War is just eternal. That's why it's called God of War. It's not not Guy of War, it's God. Like, yeah. (laughs) Even when he wasn't the God, it was still another title because it's just, he earned it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But like, you know, The Last of Us. I hear a lot about The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a lot of hype over a new one coming out. And then the hype kind of like dissipated. I mean, that could also be because, you know, we kind of went into a recession, COVID and all that stuff, but... Might be it, the whole country's feeling down, but it doesn't feel like it should. <laughs> or, or it's because, you know, The Last of Us is too close to what's happening right now. No one wants to talk about it. Yeah. We're living it right now. But that, that's just, you know, 
banter on that like i'm sure we could come up with a whole episode on different games and like what needs a sequel what needs to stop making game you know stuff like that so maybe we should do that one day just figure out all the games that need sequels and all the ones that don't that'll be it'll be a four-hour episode everybody (laughs) yeah we'd never stop it would not end it'd be it'd have to be a live thing because it'd just keep going and going and going um but you know i think we're we're going on 40 minutes for the for the episode and then we still have the music in there oh geez we are we got a lot going on so uh we're gonna go ahead and call it right here but uh chris uh thanks so much for joining like it is really good to see you i have missed you and yeah you know, i know we talk a little bit but it's like oh i can see you again uh but we'll have to I'll have to try to get a trip down to Texas whenever all this is over, or you'll have to try to make a trip out to wherever I end up uh, by that time. Absolutely. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, um, until next time, guys, this is Super Swole Bros. Signing out.